0: Hello and welcome to Feminist Fridays, your weekly intersectional dose of self-empowerment and equality. I'm your host, Sarah Liberty, coming to your airwaves from Sydney, and this week we have a guest who is very on point. That's because she's an expert in facial cosmetic acupuncture, and she's the founder of the Zong Centre in Melbourne, St Kilda. Her name is Dr Abby. And she's spent the past 15 years honing her talent for wiping years off her clients' faces with her chemical and filler free approach to facial rejuvenation. But before we meet Abby, let's kick off with a tune. This week I have Potion for you, which is by Calvin Harris, featuring Dua Lipa and Young Thug. So enjoy a drop of goodness before we jump on in and meet Abby.
1: On a Tuesday night with the music high And you by my side, side, Top down and the moon is high And the mood is right And you by my side, side, yeah Late night conversations Electric emotions Sprinkle with a little bit of sex And it's a potion, yeah
2: I've been catching love off a bat, boy. Running from your lettuce with this trap, for. I'm never telling them, no, I'm pushing P. They black and white and Oreo. I've been catching love off a bat, boy. Running from your lettuce with this trap, for. From the corner store, though, why you wanna do that? I don't need that. I'm like know. LeBron James in the finals. We 1400, just like a minor. I'm yelling, 3D, with the signers. 15 man, cause I'm undecided. I'm kicking, cigarette. I'm saving
1: bricks and maddie, whoo Get jelly, whoo. Gucci flip-flops and joggers, whoo Yeah
0: Abby, welcome to Feminist Fridays. I'd like to start by asking where you grew up and what your earliest memories are of.
3: So um, I grew up in New Zealand. Um, I have had some of my childhood in Australia as well. I just get less shtick for being a Kiwi. Um, So I just tell everyone it's a posh accent. It comes out inadvertently. (laughs) And uh, my earliest memories... I just remember swimming in the ocean a lot. We were um, water-raised, so I think I was in life-saving by seven and people would be out in the surf. I'd be on my boogie board and fins and bringing people in, tourists mainly, in from um, the ocean. So I've just always been, where there's salt, you'll find me.
0: Wow. Well, we have something in common. I grew up with a boogie board and I grew up in the water a lot, but I never qualified to be a lifesaver, so you're definitely one up on me there. That's impressive.
3: As I got older, it turned into very selfish surfing. (laughs) Um, So I knew all my holidays would be surfing-based, and everyone who meets me goes, oh, can you teach me? And I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) It's not something you teach people.
0: (laughs) So you're currently a leader in the natural health and wellbeing space. Was this a space that you were always passionate about pursuing, or was there an aha moment?
3: A bit of both. Um, I was super confused finishing high school. Applied, uh, you know, five different universities, varying from marketing to biology to creative sciences to law, and just didn't know what to do. Um, I took a year out and, you know, worked admin and temping and lots of stuff like that. And I fell into a naturopathy course, and fell into that. I couldn't stop smiling. And that's when I knew I was kind of following my Tao. At this point, I'd never experienced Chinese medicine. I didn't even know about acupuncture. Um, and then, with that little clinical practice, I was working in a medical center with a Chinese practitioner. And she was picking up diabetes before the tests. She's picking up cancer before the doctors were. And I'm a little bit slash a lot competitive. And I thought, how is she picking this up before me and getting rid of headaches? And in there, because of the entropathy and nutritional sciences, there's a lot of client compliance. It can be very expensive. It's not necessarily people's uh, go-to for their wellness as their first step. And then when I witnessed this clinician... um, client's stomach by an inch in the session which is all they cared about um it fixed a lot of their other mental health problems because they were no longer focusing on their perceived giant tummy i thought this is the real shit and then i watched her do a facelift and i thought you don't have to sacrifice your ethics like at this point i was going to go live in a commune just to get away from anything that was a pollutant additional or anything in the environment which is just you can't do that with this day and age so when i saw her do this beauty that didn't actually in any way shape or form compromise my ethics or what I want to put in my body I just changed I was like this is the, the the ultimate for me and um I have been pursuing it all around the world I've trained in China and Japan and Hong Kong and France and now I train other practitioners in it because what it changed in my mentality and why I'm passionate about it is when you feel you look your best you fucking are nothing that can stop you when you feel good you are powerful you are confident you are friendly you are generous and everything other problems seem to melt away and so ironically i found myself in this beauty cosmetic space and i'm just an aggressive cheerleader so (laughs) it just happens to be i fell into it
0: (laughs) that is quite a journey that you've taken uh, from naturopathy to working in the Chinese medicine space. have It st- sounds like you studied Chinese medicine quite extensively. Did you do it in a formal sense or was it kind of through doing courses and through training?
3: You know, Chinese medicine and the Australia, New Zealand, Australasia, actually Chinese medicine everywhere, you have to do a bachelor in health degree. its I'm a qualified doctor. I'm registered with APRA, mm-hmm. so I'm the same level of registration as your doctors, your surgeons, your dentists, like we are a registered practitioner. So we have um, quite a regimented country of a degree to get through. We have to learn Western sciences, biology, chemistry and pathology and then completely flip it all on its head and learn traditional medicine, traditional Chinese philosophy, traditional Chinese history and all of that in order to be able to understand how to marry the two, because what's really important that I didn't quite find in the the trophy realm is you have to work with integrative health you can't uh necessarily be one or the other and i found in the previous natural health sphere there's a an attitude or a mentality within the industry that we can fix everything and western western health is adverse to you being your best self but in chinese medicine i learned you know what um saves lives antidepressants saves lives it's nothing to be ashamed of, it's nothing to try and wean off. In Australia and New Zealand, there is extreme, we are held to a very high standard of sterility, education, registration, insurances, malpractice insurance, it's it's a a verified practitioner degree. So when people, the BMI bonnet that makes me a bit controversial is when um, practitioners of say myotherapy or masseuses do a dry needling course, which is a weekend. I had 2,000 supervised hours with needles before I was allowed to be let on public. Mm. And dry needling is a weekend course with no supervision afterwards, just treating trigger therapy. But my industry tends to have this woo woo attachment to it when actually we are probably the most highly trained alongside chiropractors. We have got the, the heaviest degree and the most number of papers to get through. So um, it's definitely not something that you can do a, a, a course in. However, It is super fascinating to learn more about and understand the elements, but it wouldn't get you to a practitioner stage Mm. if that kind of articulates it clearly. Um, It's something I'm really passionate about in my industry. So when I run my cosmetic seminars, they are only for Chinese medicine practicing practitioners. I won't teach another needling uh, industry how to do a Chinese philosophy. And we use a lot of um, biosciences in our facelifts. I wouldn't teach that to a a myotherapist or chiropractor.
0: Wow. You know, I really didn't know all of that about Chinese medicine and the way that it is, I guess, regimented and, um, you know, followed in in a kind of professional sense. So thank you for filling me in more about that. I'd love to know more about your, your wellness hub that you run in St Kilda, the Zong Centre. If I'm pronouncing that correctly,
3: you pronounced it perfect. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> uh, Zhong, Zhong is half the character for the Chinese word, Chinese medicine. It's the beginning of it. Oh. So, Zhong is a square with a line down the middle, and that represents upright, balance, medicine, centered, all the things we aim to be in moderation and balance. Um, but Zhong Center is like a Southern Hemisphere. Uh, natural cosmetic alternatives and facelifts. So I've got a team of Chinese medicine practitioners, and they treat anything from fertility to a sore back to a pimple, to eczema, to digestive issues. Um, We work in conjunction with anybody's practitioner. So we refer a lot to gastroenterologists and we refer a lot to ENT specialists because, like I said, when I learned about it in New Zealand, we see all the key components of what's um, before disease becomes quite serious and we quite often notice these patterns and systems and can refer to practitioners and um, hospitals before they get out of hand the other thing that jean center has is we've got intravenous vitamins so we've got registered nurses on site as well so we can curate um infusions of vitamins whether it be vitamin c and lysine if you're trying to get over uh, COVID or long COVID. Um, we don't have cookie cutter um, infusions. So we have a full spectrum of ingredients and we work with uh, GP and a pharmacist to make sure that we can put together the strongest, powerful infusion because it's 100% absorption. We don't necessarily want to get it wrong or just give you something for the sake of it mm-hmm. um, to enhance what we already have in clinic. So if we have clients that we're treating for hypothyroidism so we use chinese medicine with that which might be acupuncture might be a bit of dietary lifestyle we might give them herbs and some supplements and then we might be um seeing that we're not getting the results that we're hoping for so then i can refer them and get some iv with them so then they can well we can also add weight loss iv on there as well because again i'm well aware of people's priorities (laughs) so i'm like you can do it naturally but if that's not you want it to go we can add these vitamins that are mainly b vitamins in combination with um a a bit of pharmaceutical boost to really get the goals the one that i'm in love with at the moment is nad plus which you might be getting it and harry styles while he was doing his album and it's like a super mitochondria energy boosting ridiculous like i am so enthusiastic about it it has changed my brain Mm -hmm. um it's the spark plug of all energy so because it detoxifies you at the same time your body feels clearer so you don't crave the foods the way you were before it's like being five coffees deep but without the caffeine you feel fresh rather than sweaty and anxious and again studies for alzheimer's and depression so i find at the moment like clinics very stressful because i have a renovation going on in the background because we're so popular we're expanding um i'm needing the nad in order to keep my energy levels high so I can continue feeling myself while I go through it. And I'm not a cardio person. My level of cardio is going and getting a coffee in the morning, but I've been like, oh, maybe I could kind of a job to get my coffee in the morning. So uh, John offers all these items as well as our signature, lo-sha, which is a, a strapping technique, facial to tighten and plump and soften all the muscles in your scalp. So it's done by a one of, we have um, Chinese medicine students in their final year, and we mentor and train them to then become practitioners within my clinic. So, those are all done within the confines of Chinese medicine, not necessarily uh, by a beautician who's learnt uh, a scraping technique. We're using uh, the Chinese medicine mythology um, and philosophy, and trying to make sure that we're doing your whole health while we raise your face.
0: Wow. So, you really offer the full spectrum of. Uh, medical and health services in your in your centre. It's not just about the cosmetic procedures that you're doing. It's sort of addressing a lot of, of the kind of inside issues as well.
3: The other thing that Zhong Centre really aims to be is a centre for community. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, our clients that come are similar-minded. So, you know, they might all like the same wine bar or they've got the same um, Botox injector. So I'm secretly working behind the scenes to get a liquor licence. Okay. Sorry that. You know, when you come out of your treatment, if you're waiting for your girlfriend, you can have, we've got a glow bar, which is uh, curated, some of them are non-alcoholic and some of them are alcoholic, but um, curated beverages and cocktails that we would incorporate Chinese herbs. So, for example, if you have lots of anxiety, we can put some rose petal tea in combination with a liqueur and we seep that and then that's the cocktail we could give you after your treatment or if you're waiting for someone else we also have what we call as um, calm your farm so it's a compound of magnesium and essential minerals that we put into a spritzer that's quite nice and we have liquid collagen that we put with champagne so that you know it doesn't all have to be super serious we're trying to really change the confines of what health is health should be lifestyle health shouldn't be this extreme orthoplexia that um, we tend to see reflected on social media
0: Wow. You know, I think that that might just have to be the future of beauty treatments, collagen and champagne together.
3: I just made it for myself, if I'm honest. I got the IV for myself. I tried the NAD when I was away on holiday and I was like, we're taking this to clinic. I need, I need this in my life. I don't care if other patients don't like it because I love it. How can I have it? So I'm just, it's just what makes me happy is what I put in
0: clinic. Your enthusiasm for what you're doing certainly shines through, Dr. Abby. I am completely new to the world of facial cosmetic acupuncture. I've dabbled in a few other things like Botox and filler and light therapy. But if I was to book in for a first session with you uh, to get some cosmetic acupuncture done to my face, what could I expect? This is
3: where this medicine really comes into its own and why I'm emphatic about seeing a chinese practitioner for these rather than just going to see someone who's done a weekend course um when if you were to book to john center to have a cosmetic acupuncture appointment we have a huge consent form fill out in advance so i i think it's 135 questions we take a full medical history and lots of people get a bit confused by this because they think they're coming for a facial but it's deeper than that because Chinese medicine can't separate your emotion from function, from organ, from a muscle, from your digestion. So we need to know how all of that works together as well as have you had any work done? Um, what's your lifestyle like? What's your occupation? Because your occupation sets your mindset, which then sets your serotonin or cortisol levels. We can kind of understand how you sit for your job and we know the occupation. So that's your first part to come in. And then um, you would come to the clinic and we would welcome you with potentially... Uh, curated tea depending on the weather or something from our our global. And then when you come into the clinic wing, which is separate, um, in the clinic wing you lie down, we've got fluffy blankets and infrared heat lamps which warm you up from the inside out. And your practitioner would probably ask a couple more questions to get to know you and what you want to achieve. And we actually treat the full body first. So we put um, single-use steroids in your feet, your knees, some one or two in your tummy, one or two in your hand, maybe one or two in your chest somewhere, and then we would give you the glosha and the facial scraping lymphatic technique before we then apply needles to your face. If you already have filler Botox, we couldn't give a fuck. Like, honestly, the the cosmetic that I train practitioners is to work around the Botox or fillers and to give it a longer life because you might notice with Botox, once you've had them for a couple of years, the muscles around it start to fatigue and overwork. So I've trained all the doctors to make sure that the Botox can last longer by working on the the muscles surrounding it. We have got some uh, LEDs that we use in other conjunction with other items. You lie down with the needles and then the LEDs go on. So it's it's very much uh, acupuncture and Chinese medicine-based, not beautician and um, facial... But by putting the points in the body, we can stimulate uh, hormonal processes in order to set the stimulation ahead of itself to enhance collagen, to reduce redness in your face, to work on pigmentation. Lots of people have um, milia or um, myelasma in their face, and that's a hormonal issue so we want to make sure that we have to use the body and working with the liver and the digestion and wherever your hormones are or if you're on hormonal contraception balancing all that in the body as so that it shows in the face for example a lot of the points to raise the skin over the eye are actually in the back of the head and down on the feet um, if you're trying to make your lips we do lots of lip plumping a lot of the points to plump the lip are actually on the sides of your pinky um so we'll wow. just think that we we'll, needling their face but I need to work it in conjunction with what your um, emotional capacity is because if you feel good quite often you smile a lot more so if I can make you feel better then you'll smile more or if I can make you feel more relaxed you won't frown so much and those 11s where the corrugator is if we can reduce the hepatic stress or the liver stress or your frustration you won't feel the need to frown so much so it's working on the lines but also working behind the reasons the lines occurred it's um kind of like both ends of the stick.
0: That's so fascinating, and it sounds like it's very, very holistic as opposed to um, your more traditional treatments like Botox and filler. Am I correct in sort of getting a sense for what the pros and cons are? For Are there any cons to cosmetic acupuncture?
3: You may get bruising. Okay. And we quite often say that with anemia or blood deficiency, vegans or vegetarians or people who don't eat red meat, it's highly likely. It's not its not common, but I would say one in 50 clients might get a little bit of a bruise. We do a lot to try and mitigate it. And also the ironic thing with the bruise is that super enhancement of collagen in the area. So quite often, once the bruise has subsided, you might find that that area is tighter and smoother and the line has gone there compared to where it didn't bruise. Mm. Um, other con is... You're forced to have a nap.
0: <laughs> you're forced. <laughs> you're forced to be to sit still. Like actually, something that I need forcing. People need to force me to sit still sometimes.
3: We have heads in, put on when you're having your time, and the music changes it's because I have quite a lot of Type A, high-functioning corporate clients, and I know that they can't lie there still. So the music is different, so you can hear lyrics and be a little bit stimulated and we have live floating plants above the table. So you can at least look at something that won't completely drive you mad.
0: Wonderful. So how many treatments do you recommend in order to see results and what sort of, I guess, cost or investment should I expect?
3: Really good question. So much like going to the gym, doing it once isn't going to do anything. Mm. Yeah. Like it feels nice, but it's not going to maintain anything. So we normally say that if you're under 30 and you only need roughly six treatments weekly, The best case scenario is coming twice a week because we can really build momentum as with any kind of health process. Mm. But if you're over 30, 35, you need about 10 sessions in a row, one per week to hold, and then you would maintain. If you've got an underlying skin condition, for example, psoriasis, rosacea, uh, chronic acne, if there is actually a skin condition going on, you are looking at about three months treatment plan. Because the Chinese philosophy and the way that we work with hormones is it takes three moons, which is roughly 100 days, and the skin turnover is a 100 day process. So we need to be making sure we're working on that fibrin elastin under the surface as the skin comes up to slough. So, for you're roughly looking at about 150 per session, we do offer discounts for you know, a six pack and a, and a 10 pack. Um, If you're wanting to see me, um, I'm a little bit more expensive because it's my specialty and my books are always very, very full. So I'm 200 for initial or $160 follow-up. Follow. But the other doctors that I hire are phenomenal and beautiful and amazing, and I've trained them all because I don't know if you can tell I'm very fussy. <laughs> if you're looking at um, the skin infusions, because we've got beautiful, beautiful vitamins, like biotin and iron oxide and B vitamins and lysine and vitamin C to enhance skin complexion and work on rosacea and work on healing chronic adult acne, Uh, they start at $300 and then you can add, depending on your constitution and or blood work, we can add other items into the infusion formula starting at about $100 and you would get that potentially weekly as well or we have it as an injection which is about $100 per injection. just depends if you don't mind a bit of a zing or if you're happy to sit there the experience when you get cosmetic acupuncture done we're also going to be working on your anxiety your stress your teeth grinding your constipation your period pain all those things at the same time
0: so really i mean it does sound like quite an accessible investment um if you think about it in the scheme of other treatments um the more traditional botox or filler treatments they're certainly around that sort of price point too
3: so we can save you money on Botox if you go just yeah. every 4 months instead of every 3 months. That's saving you per annum.
0: Absolutely. It all adds up. Acupuncture seems like the form of therapy that could be used for almost anything. Am I correct in getting this impression?
3: Um, yes, you could say that. For example, in clinic yesterday I treated a client that had Bell's palsy. They walked in the door and half their face had Bell's palsy. I treated another client that had relapsed to their meth addiction. I had treated another client that had a breakup of a long marriage. I had another client that I treated for PTSD. Um, I had another client that we're working on. I'm suspicious that they have POTS. It's a heart condition. So I'm treating them for trying to get them into their specialist. Um, I treated someone with SIBO and I'm treating someone about to POP. They're 38 weeks. So I'm preparing them for induction and still doing cosmetic on all these clients at the same time. Amazing. So, the, um, the beautiful thing about Chinese medicine is we don't need a diagnosis. We can just treat the person in front of us. So for example, a common cold has got, what, um, 13 different diagnoses in Chinese medicine, depending on sore throat, voice being lost, um, snotty nose or what have you. And we have a wide range of diagnosing that. And then when it comes to cancer, our diagnosis, with well, hundreds of cancers to choose from. But in Chinese medicine, we only recognise lump or not a lump. So. You don't have to go to your Chinese medicine therapist and go, oh, I don't think you can treat this because we can still treat the human. Um, We're not bound by a a label.
0: So I understand that in the work that you're doing, you're also really mindful of um, the fact that the stereotype that dominates the uh, health and wellness industry is very white and Anglo and you're pushing back against this. What sort of change would you like to see in your industry? It's
3: got this and go, Well, she's a white bitch herself. So this is a little bit high and mighty, but mm-hmm. I'm coming from a place of learning and an external curiosity. And I come from an extremely multicultural family. Um, and the more that I am pushing myself into being I'm trying to make the supernatural Chinese medicine mainstream, a lot of people there's so much that's unknown about it. And I'm just taking the Spice Girl philosophy and making people aware of it, like personal washing powder. Um, But I've noticed, especially when I was trying to hire more clinicians, hiring more doctors, hiring more nurses, I only had Caucasians applying. And I was was quite upset because in the health and wellness industry, it is saturated with white people and I'm very conscious that I am Caucasian. Mm. So, i advertise for twice as long until i have other minorities actually apply so quite often if you see zhong center um advertising yes i want the right person Uh, vibe is very important to me Uh, work culture to me is more important than client culture because if we're all if my if my clinicians and the zhong team are happy that's going to radiate to our clientele so i'm very aware that it's up to me to be picky about who I hire and why I hire, so my, I deliberately look for um, people who might be international students or who might have come from a different background, and that's against advice from my business advisors saying it's communication, they need to be explicitly clear with their communication, but I'm kind of the fuck you mentality of you tell me how many languages you speak. Is it really that difficult to have an open mind, especially in the cosmopolitan Melbourne, of somebody answering the phone with an accent? And actually that's probably their third language that they know, they're far more intellectual than us. So that's one thing that I I make an effort for. The other effort I make in this wellness sphere industry is ensuring that all of my marketing, ensuring that all of my community education reflects the landscape around me, for example, um, I try really hard to make sure that all of our marketing is low white, happy woman with crystals and a drink bottle. Like, that just seems to be everywhere. Um, <laughs> my clients don't look like that. My clients are, you know, anywhere from 20s to 60s, and they might be Thai heritage, Chinese heritage. Um, they might be Italian. They might have come from India. They might be, you know, third in Australia, but they're not white and you know, looking like active wear. So I'm trying to be extremely conscious that that's not that, and also ensuring that I'm creating a safe space for diversification, whether that be sexual diversification, um, ability diversification, um, where you're from, what you look like, and I don't ask any of my staff where they're from. I don't think that's important. I think it's important that you present who you are, and I don't need to say, what colour does your skin come from um, it's not that I don't see it I just don't believe it's relevant to the conversation of their credentials and what they bring as a person
0: That marketing kind of collateral is so important that you've, you've referred to imagery that you use to represent your clinic but I love that you mentioned in there that you had a Spice Girls philosophy that's certainly something that we, um, <laughs> we love here at Feminist Friday Spice Girls will always get a high rating with us I understand you're very passionate about sharing your knowledge and teaching people how to integrate proven hacks in their daily lives to improve their health and to accelerate their personal growth and development. What are some top tips or hacks for my listeners out there who might want to ramp up their health and wellbeing this winter? What are some top hacks that you'd have to share?
3: Three off the top of my head, and I rant about this first one, All the fucking time. So keep your motherfucking feet and ankles covered at all times. Keep your neck covered. We say the neck is where the 100 evils penetrate. So if your neck is warm, you will have a higher chance of not getting ill. And if you keep your feet warm, especially past your ankles, I know that there is this absolute fashion fad of wearing Birkenstocks. And I'm like, there is not a flood coming. Put your socks on. (laughs) So a really... Easy, easy hack in the evenings, especially for women, especially now that we're integrating back into the workforce, you know, back on site with people and lurgy is everywhere. Um, I go bang on and on and on about foot baths. So I don't care what the fuck you put in it. It's not important. This isn't an essential oil program. You just put your feet in a bucket of hot water. Pots, bucket, I don't care. Fill up a bath. You only need to cover one hand span above your feet. This is different to having a bath. If you have a bath, your organs actually heat up, your whole body heats up, and and it's unable to cool itself down or regulate. So when you do a foot bath, it re-regulates your nervous system. So it makes you feel more relaxed. It redistributes the cortisol and adrenaline. So that means you're having a a better rest phase. If you wear the aura rings, you you can actually monitor how much better your rest is so that when you wake up in the morning, you're thinking clearer, you've digested better, your hormones can start to regulate themselves. This is one thing I do for period pain, for feeling sick. So, for example, you've lost your voice. I think it would be really pertinent for you to do a foot bath every single day. Um, and you just have to do it for 10 to 15 minutes. Then put your socks to cover your ankles back on and go to bed. You can put fucking anything in this foot bath. I don't care. I think I explained the parasympathetic nervous system. It draws everything down because the feet vasodilate and get hot. And that is the mechanism that relaxes you that's how it's different to having a full bath my other hack is if you are getting a cough or a cold um have a sore throat avoid ginger if your throat is sore, drink mint drink peppermint hot toddies are great just avoid putting ginger in your hot toddy you want to get hot and sweat you want to make sure that you get uncomfortable to push out that virus so ginger is for when it's not sore And mint is for a sore throat.
0: Lovely. How are those little hacks? Yeah, I love the footpath idea. I'm going to get my kitchen pot out this evening. So I'd also love to know, as this is a feminist radio segment and podcast, how has feminism been a part of your journey? So,
3: for example, I am too passionate about women earning the fair chunk I think I saw Barefoot Investors send out an email the other day. And even at 18, women get less super than men. I just couldn't fucking fathom it. So the reason I started working for myself was I was working for uh, a man at the time in a multi-medicine clinic and he just wouldn't let me market the way I needed to market myself. He wouldn't promote my services, didn't trust that I actually don't want to lose my licence. I'm controversial, but I know to the line. I'm actually quite conservative when it comes to... um, treatment plans and looking after people. And so in a fury, I quit within two weeks and set up my own clinic. So I was just like, I can't deal with being told what to do by a man. I can't deal with jerky clients creeping on me in the middle of a session. Fuck this. I'm completely and utterly taking my power back. So Obviously, I treat a lot of women. A lot of what we do in the treatment program, especially if they're coming for weight loss, I never treat weight loss. I just treat how do you want to feel. I don't think it needs to be something external. It's always coming from the internal, and women are fucking great. The Dalai Lama, my favorite quote, and that that's Western women will save the world. Because when Western women are empowered, we have the resources to change things. So when a woman is full and her cup is full, she then looks to fill her family's cup. When that is full, she looks to fill her friends and then she looks to fill her community. So the more that I can have women fucking feeling themselves irrespective of their external environment and relationships, I feel like that's a really big win for me because we tend to spend a lot of our lives focusing on we don't look good enough or we don't have the body that we were trained to have. And the more that I can... Quash those fucking ridiculous ideals. And again, I don't care if you have Botox, if it makes you feel good, fuck yeah. Like, go for it. I think that that makes you a more powerful female because you're not thinking about a foreheadline and not speaking up when you should. So, the other way that I run my business in order to be very feminist orientated which isn't the norm, especially working in the natural health field, is I pay all my staff super so normally if you're a practitioner you work as a contractor which is fine i have them on a contractor but part of their contract is super and that's a non-negotiable and that to me is one small step to ensuring financial security and independence for women long term because even um people that do dis- strong tend to get superannuation so that's something i'm passionate about and that's something that i can control in the interim and quite often with my clients, especially with my online coaching program, I'm talking about how can you get better financial avenues, how can you ask for higher in your pay grade? What can you show to your employer? What can you do as a side hustle? Is there, there any um, wholesale stockbrokers that I can find loopholes for you to be able to invest in other options because financial independence gives you choice. Financial independence means you don't feel quite so reliant. You have a relationship or this ideal. And I'm constantly on the internet screaming, get better fucking role models. I need everyone not to think that you have to have a child by 30 or your life is over. We're knocking up women at 47. Like, you just need to find and hunt for women in their 60s and 70s that are doing phenomenal life-changing renegade attitudes. I mean, I myself am a renegade, but I realise that not everyone is so aggressive to find these new attributes in life. Helen Miriam is a renegade. She's amazing. The woman out of Jane Fonda, she's a renegade. I think I'm passionate and an advocate for showing people where to find these role models so that femininity is at all ages powerful at all ages and powerful in all forms um I'm hoping that answers the question because I just got on my own kind of rant and tangibility that's okay um, but <laughs> we we embrace and yeah I'm passionate in many
0: avenues we embrace feminist rants here um great answer I love all the role models I love Jane Fonda uh, she can't do a thing wrong in my book and I think that's very kick-ass that you pay your contractors super That's a, and that it's a non-negotiable. That's pretty amazing, Dr. Abby. So one final question, where can my listeners find you, follow you and connect with you if they want to support the amazing work that you're doing? So feel free to plug your website, social media profiles and anything else you'd like to hear.
3: I'd love pep- I'd love people to connect with us on Instagram. So Zhong Center is on Instagram, C H O N G C E N T R E, and Dr. Abby Acupuncture is on Instagram. I'm also on Sunroom, and that's where I probably tell you more business or bullying information that it's actually tangible. Uh, Sunroom, I'm really loving Sunroom at the moment. Actually, it's it's really um, eye opening. I can be a bit more uh, brutal with my on that one. You can find us on our website, uh, zhongcenter.com. And if you can't get to our clinic in St. Kilda, I run online bullying workshops. So it's a 10-week program. Get me all to yourself. I explain the woo. So I explain how your Shen, which is an aspect of your soul, is actually your personality and how we can manipulate and harness lifestyle in order for you to be less anxious and more passionate about your goals or if you've lost what you think your purpose is in life, we would work a lot with your kidney and adrenal element and adrenal fatigue with either food or herbs or uh, exercises to harness the two of those that you're more intuitive and feel yourself in order to find your purpose again. But I make woo very tangible. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm very black and white and bricks, but we will do it around a full moon if that's what's necessary. However, I want to make sure that you are your best expression in all forms. So I do realise. Not everyone can necessarily come to Melbourne, but we're on the Facebook, we're on the Sunroom, we're on the Instagram, I'm on the internet.
0: Awesome. There's plenty of resources out there to connect with you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Abby. It's been um, enlightening talking to you.
3: Really appreciate your time.
0: Likewise. Well, we have served you another rejuvenating episode of Feminist Fridays for this week. But before you head off, here's a classic track by Marvin Gaye called Let's Get It On, remixed by Flight Facilities. So enjoy and be sure to tune in next week.